turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Business 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy. House in Washington. Authorities in Virginia Beach say a longtime city employee shot 12 people at a municipal building before he was shot and killed by police. Four others were wounded in the Friday shooting. Also on SRNews.com, a judge issued an order Friday to keep Missouri's only abortion clinic operating and over the objections of state health officials. Lila Rose of Live Action tells Salem Radio News the battle, however, is not over. I think that the health department is not satisfied, obviously, with the clinic. Um, so the judge's ruling, in my understanding, is to extend the clinic's ability to remain open. But this is not over, and I think we can still see a, a, a clinic closing here in coming weeks and months. On Wall Street yesterday, the Dow posted a nearly 355-point loss, closing the week at 24,815. The Nasdaq was off 114 points. This is SRN News. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. Happy June to you. We made it another month. My heavens. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Another month in the books. I had someone ask me the other day. How much longer are you going to be a dean at St. Cloud State? And I said, well, I never never say never. And they said, probability. I, someone said, well, you, you got the job through the end of the year, right? And it's like, ah, 
Who knows? You never know. But anyway, we're here. We're always grateful. We th- we thank we thank you for listening. We thank the station for agreeing to keep us on the air for yet another week, maybe even another month. Uh, because uh, we'll of course show up for the Sebastian Gorka event. We'll tell you more about that. But uh, we'll be there with the Narn table. Sorry, those seats are sold at the Narn table, but there might be a few seats still around there. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and look for the look at the banner for uh, Sebastian Gorka's uh, time here in uh, in uh, the Twin Cities and come come down see it. Uh, it's just going to be uh, two hundred of your best friends, um, some of whom you've never met yet. But boy, you're going to have a good time with them and with and with Seb. Um, so. That should you should do that definitely. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number to call with questions or comments. I've been uh, this is what happens when I'm caught texting somebody uh, fr- who I hadn't talked to for a while who just happens to send me a text message five minutes before showtime, and you're like, "Yeah, thanks. I'd love to talk to you, but I can't for the next couple hours because I got I got you know sort of like a sub worker crowd. I got a couple hundred of my best friends listening to me on radio for the next couple hours here." Uh, so that that will be that will be fun. Um, so it looks like we're going to have to talk about trade again. I would love not to. I will tell you. I wonder. I wonder, dear listeners, if you are you are getting tired of me talking about it. But the president keeps doing things that you think to yourself, "That's not right," and you want to do something to sort of highlight that fact. We'll definitely get to that today. Also, uh, a, you know, a n- number of people commenting over inverted yield curves, which I want to talk about today. I haven't had a chance really to discuss where that comes from. Somebody uh, who actually at one time was on our sister station, AM 12A, The Patriot, many, many years ago, uh, Marty Andrade. Um, uh, he, used to ha- he used to have a show, uh, he co-hosted a show over on, on The Patriot, and... Uh, and he and I um, got into a discussion on on our Facebook pages about why does the yield curve work? It's not that it does work or doesn't work. It typically does. And you know the old joke? I'm not sure if Andrew knows this joke, but the joke goes, it's a line that was attributed to Paul Samuelson, the great economist who wrote probably the first and still most wild, widely sold uh, principles textbook uh uh, ever created in the post-World War II era, uh, that economists have for- have forecasted eight of the last five recessions. I, I believe that I believe that's attributed to him. The yield curve probably has a slightly better a slightly better record than economists generally speaking. It's been around for it, the, the use of the yield curve as a predictive tool. Has been around for quite some time, at least uh, twenty years that I can remember. I usually, when I go back to see when people ask me why, I send them back to a paper that was written in the mid nineteen nineties uh, by by a couple people who um, had had various connections to the Federal Reserve. Uh, that's where it comes from initially, although. Although you can go back a little bit further, you can go back to the early '90s and find some references and some other things. But why does the yield curve work? What's going on there? We're going to do a little teaching this week. As I was telling Andrew just before the show, this is one of those weird weeks. Even though it's the first, even though it's the first of June, welcome June, welcome summer. Um, it is also kind of like the fifth fr- fifth week of the month. Because we didn't get a jobs report yesterday. Because normally the first Saturday of the month is jobs report, but not when, not when the first of the month is actually the Saturday. We'll get so jobs Saturday will in fact be next week, not this week. So we have a little extra time. We can do a little visiting about some topics that we don't normally get to. But first, we've given you a few of those. But first, let's go through the data of the week and and see what's see what's out there on balance i think it was a a pretty decent week in the news not a terrific week in the news but a decent week in the news everyone will focus on on sort of the big headline number gdp which had a revision on thursday it was revised down by a tenth from 3.2 to 3.1 but there were lots of people talking about 
about a two handle on this um or or 3.0 was sort of where the consensus ended up on uh, on the day of the announcement uh, before the announcement everyone was saying yeah probably 3.0 it came in at 3.1 uh nominal gdp was expected that uh, okay so it's a 3.1 that isn't necessarily all that wonderful nominal gdp came in at the at the level you would have expected uh the price deflator was dropped we would want to see nominal GDP in our economy around around five percent. We would like to have a three percent real growth rate, and we would like a two percent. We would like a two percent inf- inflation rate uh, in that PCE deflator. That five percent would be lovely. Uh, we're currently running around four and a half. Again, I to the extent that people want to say we should be pushing ourselves back to five, I don't think policy is is able to fine tune to the level that a lot of people talk about it. This is this is some of, some of my concern with a lot of the the talk on Wall Street. Uh, well, I'll play a couple clips in a moment uh, from two people at the Fed who are having an argument about numbers that probably are no more than fractionally different. Our ability to measure to measure the impact of policies, monetary or fiscal. With the level of with the level of precision that's implied by these types of comments, is just not that good. You should just be a lot more careful. That's why when I have my, my friends who follow us on Twitter at Pound KBRS, some of them are in the engineering field, and they want to talk about things that happen after the decimal place. And I say, hey, everything after the decimal place is kind of is kind of a swag. Um, which stands for scientific wild guess, right? It's it's not it's not measured with that degree of precision. So the fact that it, that there was a revision from three point two to three point one, nominal GDP was off a tenth here or there. It really wasn't that. It wasn't that. Uh, it, I I take those as statistical noise, and I'm I'm just not going to spend any more time on that except to make people aware the amount of statistical noise in these data are always substantial and people talk about a miss of one tenth or two tenth like somehow it pretends awesomeness or doom and it doesn't pretend anything other than noise and you are correct to in to ignore it that's why i tell you the trend is your friend or averaging is important because it helps reduce noise because noise can be on one side in one month on the other side in the other month and on average you get something that's closer probably to the truth um this is this is um this is the the important number from the gdp report when they do the first revision of gdp you also get the first estimate of profits for American businesses um, and profits before tax and profits um, profits after tax right profits before taxes registered in at 2.9 percent versus 4.6 percent for the for the fourth quarter of 2018 there's a lot of noise in that particular number right now because of the 2017 tax act so the after-tax numbers are all up, and that's great, and those are the numbers that should be pushing investment higher, evidence of which we're still, you know, is still pretty nebulous. But there's some stuff out there to indicate that there's some investment going on, particularly in software, which is, which is good. Maybe not so much in commercial real estate, which maybe is a little overbuilt anyway. So we are... We are in we are in an interesting space there, but if you take out if you look at profits before taxes, that number has declined for four consecutive quarters. So if you want to say that glass is half empty, I would put my I would put my finger on that particular that particular datum and say that's the that's the that's the thing that's telling me that the economy is slowing down. That's the information that that I'm getting anecdotally right now. 
We're in the middle of uh, compiling results of our business survey up here in central Minnesota. Um, we're going to release the results of the study not this not this week, but next week, and, and so um, we'll we'll have that information out, and we'll talk a little bit about it during uh, Job Saturday next week. Uh, but we're not ready to do that do that here. But I'm I'm very interested. Uh, um, uh, very interesting in that the other thing that maybe warrants a little more discussion is the fact that the farmers are perhaps seeing the other side of a break here the break is this their demand has been down because of the battle over trade with china and the and the chinese uh the chinese tariffs on us based soybeans that's a good that's a bad thing right for this for the farmers However, all the rain that we've had, we had a we had a thunder boomer last night with hail up here. Uh, hopefully, that didn't damage any of the crops. But the fact that there's been so much rain probably means prices are going up for a lot of our food products. And frankly, that's bad for you and me, unless you and me are a farmer, in which case that's a good thing and going to be more for us to talk about. Let's get to that on the other side of this break here. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. This is your breakfast wake-up call from Panera Bread. Don't start your day with a greasy processed breakfast. At Panera, breakfast to go no longer means to settle. Wake up with their new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap. And pair it with their new Madagascar vanilla cold brew. All made 100% clean and ready with rapid pickup or delivery with the push of a button. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And that means compromising isn't an option. Panera, food as it should be. Restrictions apply. He served as deputy assistant to President Trump, and today he's a national radio host. But his beginnings were far more humble as his parents escaped a communist dictatorship. Sebastian Gorka exemplifies the American dream. Be inspired by his story at our exclusive event, Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Reserve your seats at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This event is supported by Closet and Storage Concepts of Plymouth. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Despite all of the partisan rancor in Congress, there is remarkable bipartisan agreement on the need to deal with the challenge of smoking and tobacco use amongst young Americans. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky and Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia have introduced legislation that would raise the federal minimum age to purchase tobacco, including e-cigarettes, to 21. Other senators, including Republican Mitt Romney and Democrat Dick Durbin, have introduced similar legislation. It's particularly striking that McConnell and Kane both come from significant tobacco-producing states. Tobacco use and vaping have reached epidemic proportions amongst America's youth, creating a public health crisis that demands the attention of lawmakers. The fact that leaders of both parties acknowledge the need for action is a great start. Now it's up to members of Congress to vote for this important change and for President Trump to sign this legislation into law. I'm Lon He Chen. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. There we go. 
want you to look at a couple pictures. I know. They always make fun of me. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I'm that that guy, King Banyan. I'm the guy they make fun of. Why do they make fun of me? They make fun of me because I like to talk about charts that you can't see if you're staring at an old transistor radio. I get that. But many of my listeners are smart. They're listening to me while they're on the air. Some of you are listening at the podcast at at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. If you do that, I would say open up another window and open up Open up uh, to Twitter.com, even if you don't have your own account. You can still type in that search box, pound KBRS, and follow along with some of the things I put there. Right? You can do that. Unless you're driving, in which case, stop! Don't touch that phone. Don't do that. All right? Makes me makes me nervous. I, I don't like seeing the f- I don't like seeing phones at ears in cars. I don't. If you try to call me and I'm driving and I'm drive, my wife's car does not have the does not have the connections to talk through the steering wheel or anything like that because she drives an older vehicle. Guess what? You don't. I just you just go straight to voicemail. Uh, and if you're talking to me in my car, I might talk to you, but there's a pretty good chance I won't because I don't want the distraction. Um, but anyway, if you are, if you are by a computer and you're following us pound KBRS, I did that little 30 seconds of, of random stuff about, about distracted driving so that the material would get posted through the Twitter, Twitterverse. I put up two stories for you. One of them on the, on the lateness of planting crops right now. I want you to go over to look at the hashtag pound KBRS. And you will see something from the American Farm Bureau that we just put up uh, within the last few minutes um, saying crop planting delays reach historic levels, resulting in high levels of uncertainty for 2019. Now, they're not going to tell you what that what that means for corn prices. And yes, prices went down yesterday for U.S. corn. There's a good reason for that, and it has to do with the tariffs. I'll get to that in a little bit in fact i might even wait on that one till till the second hour because i do want to talk about the basically a conversation that was happening between fed officials in competing environments uh late late this past week but we're going to do that in the next segment but i want you to look at this particular picture okay there's two pictures i want you to see one the delay in planting okay the delay in planting so this is week this is the 21st week of 2019. And at this point, we, we currently have about 58% of the corn of the corn crop in the ground. On average at this point, it, on average at this point, we would be at something closer to something closer to uh, 90%. If you take the two other years where we've had delayed plantings, 1993 and 1995, they were not as delayed as this one is, the American Farm Bureau is saying. Similar stories can be told for soybeans and for lots of other crops. If you look at this this information uh, from the Farm Bureau and using data from the Department of Agriculture, we are currently 27 in Minnesota, 27% below the five-year average of, of planted acreage of corn right at this time. We're 42% behind in soybeans. The rain last night, which at least here in, in my little corner of, uh, of Minnesota in, in St. Cloud, and I live in the city, we had hail. Uh, hitting the roof about oh, 10, 10, 15 last night uh, that uh, that was pretty loud for about uh, three to four minutes. And I don't know what impact that has on farming. I'm not a farmer. I grew up in the city, but I love farmers because farmers make sure that I have something to eat. And I worry for them when when uh, bad weather happens at sensitive times in the plant, in the planting, growing and harvesting cycles. Uh, we are for, so if you look at those data then and you say, well, can they catch up? Uh, the, fi- the, in a normal year, 
in a normal year, this would be, at least in, in the southern half of Minnesota, this would be the this would be the final week, the final set of days in which you would plant corn. It's normally in the ground by June, right? Think about it, right? Knee high by the 4th of July, that story, that, that old line that even us city slickers know. That can't, you can't get knee high by the 4th of July if you haven't put it in the ground by now. So the impact of this is, is what? Well, I, th- that gets me to the second, gra- the second thing that I have tweeted at you. Again, Pound KBRS is our Twitter feed. Uh, I put up using bar chart. I have put up um, um, I've put up uh, a chart that shows you uh, what's happened to the price of corn over the last month. Looking at a, a chart that goes back uh, six months. This is a six month chart for corn for delivery in September. The price had been around $4 a bushel um, at the beginning of the year. It had fallen all the way down to, to 360 so a 10% drop. We got all of that back, plus an additional 10%, uh, more than 10%, by middle of the week, last week before the tariff announcement that, that, backed, us off, um, that backed us off on Friday. But currently... Currently, we're at 4.36. That's a nine percent increase in the price of in the price of corn. You could do the same for soybeans, but I'm just I'm just gonna I'm not gonna bomb you with a bunch of a bar charts. I'm just gonna sh- tell you show you a single graph, and that single graph is only to say is only to say that some of the inflation that we've seen out there isn't going to be is going to show up here over the next few. Over the next few weeks. Now. And weeks and months. Now. What is also important for you to understand about that. Is that. Is that in the way the Federal Reserve uses that inflation target. Because they focus on core personal consumption expenditures. They will not count. They will not count these food price changes in their core measure of inflationary expectations. This is what Chairman Powell often refers to as a transient change in prices. But it's very, very real. It has real impact on, on people's wallets. If you have a diet that consumes lots of corn or soybeans, you're going to have, have trouble. And since corn silage is used frequently to, to help feed uh, uh, livestock, Meat prices will rise as well. The price of food around the country is likely to go up in the next six months due to nothing other than weather. Okay, has next to nothing to do with, with, with China or Mexico or any of that. It has to only do with weather. And, and it's what makes me a little bit, a little bit, uh, um, head scratching about about what i'm seeing in this in this uh, battle over trade right now is you've got a lot of issues to deal with right here right now you have to figure out right a lot of these farmers are now at the point where they can make claims to the effect of i have not had the ability to plant my crops I have an insurance policy that i'm now going to use so rather than try to get uh, some crops into the ground they're going to instead simply let the let the uh, land lie fallow, unplanted, and they're going to go to the insurance companies and and get and and file their claims and get payment that way. That has two impacts. First of all, it's likely to exacerbate the the, the rise in prices for corn and soybeans, and that will be made worse by the fact that we're engaging in in a trade battle, which is leading to the increase in price of at least of soybeans from from China, and likely to likely to now say, "Oh, hey, you guys are short corn." Well, guess what? We're in a trade war. To heck with you. We're going to raise the price. We're going to raise tariffs on on corn going into the U.S. as well. We're going to we're going to 
we're going to tariff exports of corn, right? We don't have to just tariff imports. We can tariff exports. Okay? Not as common in the U.S., but super common in Europe and China. They'll tariff that stuff on the way out rather than on the way uh, rather than on the way in, and that will cause a uh, that will cause a real that will cause uh, a, a further increasing in prices. Right, so that's that's one battle. The other battle is, where do you think the seed for the twenty twenty crop comes from? If you said it comes from the twenty nineteen crop, go to the head of the class. You pre- you just passed ag. Ag 101, right? You're going to have you're going to have a diminishing diminishing of the seed supply for future years as a result of people not planting because they couldn't get their crops in the ground due to the rain. So this has reverberations across uh, across there. And here's my last point on this: it is that. The way the market system works is those price changes are exactly what you want to get the proper allocations of of seed and of of finished crops in into people. The efficient allocation of those resources depends on a well-functioning price system that is not being having sand thrown into the gears by hastily arranged tariff policy. We'll talk about that later on, but coming up next, Federal Reserve having a conversation with itself. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Most people would like more freedom to do what they want, when they want, and on their own time. At Online Trading Academy, we will teach you the strategies so you can have the freedom to do those things. Whether you're looking for a supplemental income, how to better manage your 401k retirement account, or even know how to manage your broker, we are here for you. Online Trading Academy is the world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Online Trading Academy can provide you with valuable skills that can help you accomplish your goals. Now is the time to get started. Join us this week for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Hi, I'm Lee, along with Matt and Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. In John chapter 3, there's a man named Nicodemus that comes to Jesus by night to ask him questions. Nicodemus was a pretty smart guy. He was even admired by a lot of people around him. He was a Pharisee who had so much knowledge of the scriptures at that time, but he missed one simple truth. You must be born again. Many people call us with issues that seem complicated regarding their roof or gutters. There may actually be a simple solution to the problem. We'd love the opportunity to come to your home, take a look at what's happening, and see if there isn't that simple solution. Just as Jesus answered Nicodemus' question with the famous verse, John 3.16, we hope to solve your problem with a straightforward solution. Call us today at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. 
Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. Particularly if you're a first-time caller who has a background in farming. I'm interested in what you're hearing. I have not had much time in the last week to get out and talk to uh, the farmers. I am I am uh, spending some time tomorrow with uh, a couple people that do ag lending and uh, and some other and at least one person who I know does farm. So I'm I'm hopeful that I will see I will I will get some more information uh, by the time we do the show next week. But this is I think a very very serious concern. Um, there was a, a fair amount of, uh, shouting and, uh, shouting and, and on, on, uh, blogs and Twitter about a speech given on Thursday, uh, of this week by Richard Clarida. Uh, Clarida is the, uh, is the vice chair of the board of governors of the Federal Reserve. Uh, he has a long time background as a PhD economist, um, and uh, has been an academic in the past. He's sort of the traditional, gone through the traditional uh, way into the into the Fed. I'm saying this in no small part because of the uh, the uh, shouting over some of the interviews that have been given by uh, someone who's been uh, tapped to be uh, added to the board of governors here in the near future. Um, I don't believe she's been formally and uh, formally nominated yet, but uh, Judy Shelton is um, the name that everyone's talking about as being Trump's next choice after the uh, after the uh, uh, failed uh, nominations of uh, Steve Moore and uh, Herman Cain. Uh, I am I anyway. I want to talk about Clarita's speech. Okay, so Clarita is he. I have to so let me let me set the scene for you of what an av- what an average economics conference or seminar or something like that looks like. First of all, we tend to be kind of nasty to each other. Um, it is it, it is not pleasant, uh, and I would say younger economists have gotten very sensitive and have tried to change the tone. But when I was a young assistant professor, gosh, that's about thirty years ago now. Uh, but when I was a young assistant professor 30-plus years ago, it was not uncommon to have people in the audience who basically said, well, I think your thesis is full of baloney, um, sometimes some other substance, and, uh, and, here's, and here's why. And, and for, you know, voices occasionally getting a little bit raised as each was trying to make their point and, and so forth. It's not that all that unusual, but if you got away from that and tried to listen to the talks they tend to be very technical and over time my belief is that they've become way too technical economists in my mind should be speaking to the general public as much as they speak to each other that is one reason why i am uh, doing this radio program to bring economics to you it's why we uh, we're coming up on the 10th year in- the 10 year anniversary of kbrs and uh, it will happen sometime in November, as I remember it. Um, um, the, but uh, it is, it is um, a very, it is a very interesting thing to watch. The other thing is that they talk to, you know, very technical ter- in these technical terms. So let me give you an example of this. This is Clarida actually trying to describe if you think i'm bad doing charts and graphs on radio listen to this piece from from clarida talking about how he believes monetary policy is done just right uh this was on thursday in a speech uh this is cut number three andrew the u.s economy is in a very good place with the unemployment rate near a 50-year low with inflationary pressures muted with expected inflation stable, and with GDP growth solid and projected to remain so. Moreover, the federal funds rate is now in the range of estimates of its longer-run neutral level, and the unemployment rate is not far below many estimates of U-star. 
So plugging these in inputs into a 1993 Taylor type rule produces a federal funds rate between two and a quarter and two and a half percent, which is in the range for the policy rate that the FOMC has reaffirmed since our January meeting. Most recently, the committee judged at our May meeting that the current stance of policy remains appropriate. And that decision reflected our view that some of the softness in recent inflation data will prove to be transitory. This judgment aligns with some private sector forecasts, which also project that PCE inflation will return to 2% by next year. Okay, so good. So let me, uh, let me sort of try to clarify kind of what, he's, what he is talking about. He's mentioned the Taylor Rule, and we talk about it frequently. And I'm actually going to try to tell you exactly what it is. He says 1993 Taylor Rule. That's actually a bit of a key. He also says U star. That's a bit of a key, too. So let me explain what the Taylor Rule is. The Taylor Rule is not meant to be... It's been used as prescriptive, but it's a way to evaluate what the stance of monetary policy is. The Taylor Rule has... Okay, so if you think about an equation... Right, so he's talking about an equation. The Taylor rule is an equation. Okay, on the left hand side is is just what is the Fed funds rate target? Currently two and a quarter to two and a half percent. What goes on the right hand side? On the right hand side he you have you have two numbers that are that are constant. One the current inflation rate, which is which is one and a which is basically about one and a half percent. One and a half percent uh, uh, current. Yeah, so let's say it's one and a half percent. Let's add to the, let's add to that. Okay, one and a half percent. That's the inflation rate. Plus some measure of R star. He said U star. He didn't say R star, but R star is an important point because that's the that's what they think is the real interest rate that happens when we're in equilibrium. Now, hold on to that, because that's actually the criticism that Judy Shelton had that I have some sympathy for. I think she's a I I will I will say I like Judy Shelton as being on the Fed more than I would have liked Herm Cain being on the Fed, even though Herm Cain has been on a on an advisory council pass. I would have liked Judy Shelton better. I don't like her as much as I would have liked Steve Moore. I, I put her in the middle of that group. OK, and so I I was fine with either of them. I don't I, I anyway I I'll we'll get to her in a moment. The other two parts of it though are the gap between inflation and where you want it to be. Okay? So the gap between inflation and where you want it to be is currently is currently at point is at point 5. Okay, is at negative point 5. That would then say that you can reduce your inflation target and keep monetary policy a little bit loose. So if you want inflation at 2% and, you will, and it's currently at 1.5%, you would reduce your inflation rate. But when he says 93 rule, he's saying that that, that gap is weighted. It's a, weighted, it's a weight on that of 0.5. And then the other one is he says U star meaning that he's using the unemployment gap because that's the last element in the Taylor rule. If you want to know this, there actually is the up to the point where it talks about empirical relevance, the wiki entry on the wiki entry for Taylor rule is actually pretty well written. It's pretty it's a pretty simple explanation, but I warn you there are charts and there there are there are equations and there are charts. I'm just going to warn you. And if you're like, I don't like doing, I don't like reading that stuff, then don't go look. It's okay. My point is he's trying to say that the rule is being applied correctly. Why do I make a point of this? Because the next day on Bloomberg, Neil Kashkari, president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, not trained as a PhD macroeconomist, but instead actually has a background in engineering, but has been around finance long enough that, that he knows he knows the lingo at least he says this he says this element on the air let's go ahead and play cut number four 
It's uh, it's not a comforting signal. We've been paying attention to the yield curve for a couple of years. As the Fed's been raising rates, the front end of the yield curve has gone up, and the back end has stayed anchored or even come down. So I think it is a uh, Uh, concerning signal. At a minimum, it's telling us that market participants are forecasting slower economic growth in the future. Uh, And so we should take that in as a very serious signal. I think it gives us feedback on where the neutral interest rate is. You know, there's a lot of debate. Are we at neutral today? I would say we're probably pretty close to neutral with the federal funds rate, but that's an inexact science. And so for me, the yield curve is also giving feedback on where we are relative to neutral. I think we're at neutral, but we might be slightly restrictive. And that might be one of the signals that the yield curve is telling us. Uh, And that is, there are two elements of that. First of all, he's confirming something that we've we've played for you before from Jim Bullard. Okay, that in fact that in fact the rate should be that in fact he believes that the rate is uh, perhaps too high. He thinks it's like a quarter point too high. Kashkari is more lining up with the Bullard wing than he is with the Clarida and I think Powell wing. I think I think Clarida is expressing what the board what the board believes, and it's one reason why they don't want people that dissent from such views as sharply as maybe more or Shelton would. Uh, so there's that. The other point that he made in the reason why he thinks we might be a little bit too high is he says he talks about that neutral real rate. There is significant debate about that. Uh, Clarida and I think Powell say that they believe they have the right handle on it. Bullard and Kashkari do not. The argument is continuing within the Fed. There's there's lots of pieces out there that say that the Fed is looking at, that the market expects the Fed to cut the interest rate once or twice. I'm hearing between the Fed maybe uh, an argument between no cut and one cut. I'm not hearing two cuts whatsoever. I'm not hearing it in any of their conversations right now. But the market seems to want to push them in that direction if you look at the Fed Fund's futures market at this time. And that, that is a very significant, a very significant uh, a, a debate to have. If we're cutting the interest rate twice, the, answer, the question is why? And it's not going to be because we have differences on what the real rate is. It's, gonna be, it's because everyone believes the economy is slowing down. And we're still waiting for some very significant evidence of that. A revision of GDP at 3.1% is not the evidence. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. In addition to radio, I have spent years, actually decades, in a classroom teaching the Torah. The class was called Dennis Teaches the Torah. I took all five books and explained fascinating details that most people had not seen before. Every lecture, every class for every book was recorded over 250 hours, and it was made available to the public. In the Prager store, you can now buy the complete Torah teachings. You'll hear and learn what the students in the classroom heard and learned. You can listen on your phone, iPad, laptop. To celebrate the release of the new volume of the Rational Bible, Genesis, the Prager Store is offering all of my Torah teachings for 50% off and giving away a free autographed copy of the new book. Go to PragerStore.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. American pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. 
Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall, and if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Shall we wait for the shall we wait for the verse? Let's Oh yeah. You know one of the things that annoys me in golf is the fact that younger golfers now insist on having music while they play. Um, and I hate it, but if anyone rolled up the fairway with this on their, on their, uh, playing in their cart, I'd go over and thank them. Because this sort of describes where my game goes by the time I get to the 13th tee. Holding it together for 18 holes is hard work. That's why I admire the people that do this so much. Anyway, 651-289-4477, 651-289-4477, the number to call with a few minutes left. I wanted to play the, the piece that Clarida said, uh, this is Richard Clarida, Vice Chair of the Federal Reserve, on Thursday. So after setting up all this information about the Taylor Rule and saying, look, we're using the Taylor, we, if we look at the Taylor Rule, we think we're, we've got policy in the right place. Disagrees with with Bullard. Uh, Kashkari comes to Bullard's defense yesterday. Yeah, okay, fine. But this last 20 seconds got everybody's attention. I want you to hear it, then I'm going to tell you the attention it got. Uh, Let's play cut number six, please. However, if the incoming data were to show a persistent shortfall in inflation below our 2% objective, or were to indicate that global economic and financial developments present a material downside risk to our baseline outlook, then these are developments that the committee would take into account in assessing the appropriate stance for monetary policy. That got everyone's attention because everyone's like, oh, he opened the door to a rate cut. People. I'm sorry. I... I, 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 sometimes, Andrew, I wish I had a soundboard of my own because there are certain sounds I would make right here to indicate that, that indicate my exasperation with everybody who's sort of like, oh, they're going to cut rates, they're going to cut rates, they're going to cut rates. This Federal Reserve has said consistently for six months that they are data dependent. Now, I don't particularly love data dependency because I don't necessarily know what data they're looking at. I think I know, but I don't know that I know. I also think we entered in a point, as we've said, where the data are far more noisy than usual, right? So there's an amount of noise that happens in the data at all times. I particularly think around around the around various points of time you can get additional levels of noise, additional levels of uncertainty. I think you can make a pretty credible case that the level of uncertainty has risen in the last year and a half to two years i don't i don't ascribe all of that to the the current president of of the united states i ascribe some of it to him he has a way of 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 issuing policies like what he did with mexico we'll talk about that in the next hour i promised you we would and we will but he, it's not all of it. We now have the UK going into an going into a decision on who will be the prime minister. 
there's tons of noise coming out of uh, the the London press. Oh, there's going to have to be a second referendum. Oh, there's going to have to be a snap election. It's inevitable. It's going to have to happen. All right. You don't think you'll... Okay, those of you who get upset because you're a fairly conservative person and you don't like the liberal bias of the U.S. media, you should spend a couple weeks in London after taking some time to understand London politics and how how the London newspapers and British newspapers work. Um the level of uh, the the level of uh, vitriol within the newspapers towards uh, towards the Tories is off the charts. Have they bungled Brexit? Oh yes, absolutely. So it's it's disheartening what's happened. But the only and maybe the only thing that keeps them from falling is the fact that, that labor is in a worse place. The most recent poll says the Liberal Democrats. Are, an also-ran party for the last 50 to 60 years is currently polling in first if they were to have parliamentary elections today. Add to this um, the uncertainties in Europe coming out of coming particularly out of Italy. Add to this um, softening numbers coming out of China, okay, that are not related to the trade war, but the fact that they are that they've decided to paper over the trade war with tons of cheap credit. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. And the Federal Reserve is saying, hey, in this environment, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to be patient and let the let the game come to me. Does this mean I might miss the turning point? Might might I move monetary policy too late? Yes, but everyone will be very upset if they move monetary policy too early, particularly if they try to move monetary policy in twenty twenty during an election year. They don't want to be caught in that place. They want to be sure that the case has been made so that if they have to move rates in one direction or the other, it is based on their own judgment and not on what they're hearing from the political scene in Washington. That's the way it's going to have to roll for them, and I think it's the way that it will roll for them. So with that in mind, we'll, we'll be right back. We're going to have to talk about the trade war on the other side of this break. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. He served as deputy assistant to President Trump, and today he's a national radio host. But his beginnings were far more humble as his parents escaped a communist dictatorship. Sebastian Gorka exemplifies the American dream. Be inspired by his story at our exclusive event, Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Reserve your seats at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This event is supported by Closet and Storage Concepts of Plymouth. This is Katie Pavlich for townhall.com. As Attorney General Bill Barr continues his investigation of the investigators, Democrats have repeatedly accused him of betraying his position as the nation's top law enforcement officer in order to protect the president. Nothing could be further from the truth. By launching an investigation into the origins of the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign, Barr is looking to protect the civil liberties of all Americans. Barr has confirmed that the FBI did, in fact, spy on private citizens working for the Trump campaign. Getting to the bottom of whether this was done legally is crucial. In addition, the American people deserve to know how the Obama administration partnered with the Department of Justice to go after a presidential political opponent. This is an issue every American should be working to prevent in the future. I'm Katie Pavlich. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood 
Hollywood personalities a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Blue Ox Heating and Air has a legendary deal for you. Get a brand new air conditioner and furnace for as low as $98 a month. That's right, $98 a month. And get up to 18 months with 0% financing. Plus, you'll get a warranty, rebates, and a free programmable thermostat or electronic air cleaner. See website for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary.